What's going on? Happy Tuesday, best day of the week. Excited to serve you today. We posted a couple of links for PDFs in the post on um, social media. Laura, if you can grab those and maybe type them in the chat, or you know what, you can go back and grab them or ask your coach, but they're available to you. And we're going to get started in just a second. I see a baby on the screen, so it's kind of like squirrel over here. I'm going to need to see that baby. Yep. Mm -hmm. Look at this baby. Oh, hi, you. He's like, what is happening? Welcome to your first group coaching call. Have babies everything, babies and puppies. Yes. All right. My name is Allison Petty. For those of you who um, I haven't met yet, I'm so glad you're here. Every Tuesday, we do a live group coaching call. And you know what is so awesome? Um, these are available and open to everyone. So if you have friends, family, coworkers, spouses, I don't know, church friends, all the people, you can share the link and they can listen live if they would like and be coached with us um, or share the podcast link. Does everyone know that we actually put these? Well, we don't. My assistant does. Thank you, Stephanie. Um, she puts them up on podcast so that for folks who can't be on live, and we know there's a ton of you, did you guys know that they're available on podcast? Type a one in the chat if you know that. Sweet. I see some ones. Good. Um, and if you didn't know that, surprise, there's a podcast. Um, if you're part of our paid community, you probably knew that because we talk about that and um, like right out of the gate. And then if you are in our free community, um, you may know that too, because, well, we talk about it there. Or maybe you're a friend who's here. So today's topic is when it's not working and how to analyze your data and really focus on some micro wins. Who wants to talk about that? Has anyone had the thought this week? Like, let me know with a big old zero in the chat. Has anyone had the thought this week, whether it be weight loss or, you know, any part of your goal setting, um, saving money, uh, I don't know, things that are kid related. What are other big goals? Most most goals this time of year, excuse me, <coughs> most goals this time of year, like 90% of them are health related, whether it be eating healthier, moving more, losing weight. But who's starting to think this isn't working? I'm not working. This isn't working. Type a zero in the chat. If maybe you're starting to feel heavy about your goals and what's happening. I don't see any zeros in the chat for those of you catching the replay. So maybe that means you guys are just so served and taken care of with our coaches and our community that you're just rocking and rolling. Okay, so maybe this will serve you today, or maybe it's something that you put in your pocket for another day to listen to. I stink. Kim, tell us more. What does that mean? 
tell us what's going on because today Kristen and I are going to be coaching you on again the topic of when it's not working, how to analyze your data, and how to count your micro wins. And I don't want to kick a dead horse over here, but I'm going to kick it because it's so incredibly important. Who knows what I'm going to say? Type in the chat. How do you analyze your data? Anybody know? Nope. I'm waiting for the chat in case somebody's typing it in. You got to have the data. Yes. Yay, Kelsey, Mama Kelsey. You got to write it down. And you know, our brains trigger us and tell us, I don't need to write it down. I'm busy. I'm not a writer. This isn't important. How many times are you like, I'll remember, right? And we remember what, whether it be the goal or the grocery list or like, I don't know about y'all, but I have a nine-year-old boy and I'm hiding his Nintendo all the time. And I'm like, I'll remember where I hit it this time. But like a week goes by and I can never find the thing. He's like, mom. So your goals are kind of like that. If you're not writing them down, it's really, really difficult to analyze your data. And so your brain, whether it's happening right now or whether it's going to happen in a month or six months or a year from now, at some point in your life and your goal journey, your brain's going to tell you the lie of this isn't working. And you're going to believe that unless you're like, hey, but what's not working? Right? Is everybody following me there? Like your brain triggers this response. You look in the mirror, you jump on the scale, you have a crappy night's sleep. Like type in the chat, what triggers you to think this isn't working? Right? There's these tiny things that happen and they trigger our brain. And our brain is this separate entity that really believes a chemical response. It believes what we tell it. Lack of sleep. Love that. Our brains believe what we tell it. So your job when you hear, this isn't working, I suck, I don't know what I'm doing, your job is to say, ho, ho, hold up a minute. Is that true? And to just really calm yourself and ask yourself, hey, self, is that really true? And you get to decide if it's true or not by looking at your data. And if you don't have it written down, your brain makes something up. Brene Brown says this, and I love it. And we talk about this all the time. In the absence of data, our brains make it up. It makes up the data. It fills in the gaps. And so if you don't have it on paper or on your phone or somewhere, some it's, it's really self-love for you to be like, hey, wait a minute. Is that true? Go check your data and then be like, oh, actually it's not. That isn't true. Thanks, self. Or maybe it is true when it's time to have some one-on-one time with your coach, right? And I know Kristen's here with me and she's going to share a little bit of energy on this. Kristen, I'd love to know from you, like when we were prepping for this call, when to tell it's not, you know, when it's not working, analyzing the data, mm-hmm. what does that mean to you? And how do you work with your brain to make sure it's, well, working right or telling you the right stuff? Well, one thing you just said, and it sparked a little memory of mine too, Our brains, yes, they make stuff up, 
but our brains are also wired to just keep us comfy and they don't want to create new beliefs. So if you're going, if you go into this believing, or if you stumble upon this thing where, you know, maybe the scale isn't moving or whatever, your brain's going to go back to that thought. This isn't working. This doesn't work. It's not going to work because it takes physical work to create a new thought, to create that new way of thinking. Like, That's why what we're talking about today is so important because when you write these things down, like Al said, what doesn't work? Maybe the scale isn't isn't moving, but what is going well? What is going right? And if you have a bunch of different ways to measure that, it's so much easier to do that work that it takes to come up with that new thought like, oh, this is working. This part isn't, and I'm going to tweak that, but this is, and I'm going to keep going on that and build on that. So what I like to do is write everything down. I am a giant lover of all things lists. To-do lists are my thing. Type of thing. Look at it, Kaylee. Kaylee's like, oh, Kaylee, like, I don't want to lose you because Kaylee is like not a list person. You don't have to be a list person, but this is Kristen's truth today. So share with us, Kristen. Yeah. Type a three in the chat if you're a list person. I am a fanatic for list. I get up every morning. I got my to-do list. And I was just telling Al before the call, oh, look at all those threes. Yes. (laughs) I will write down my to-do list. And then I'll go about my day doing my stuff. And then I come back to my to-do list to check things off and I'll add stuff that I did and check it right off. It's so stupid, but it, it helps me feel more accomplished and it's just good. It's, it, it's that good little dopamine hit. Like you did something right. You accomplished something. So no matter what it is, and even if it's something that small, like I cleaned the cat box and that wasn't on my list. So bam. Dopamine. Woo. Like what can you celebrate? Everything. Write it all down. Yeah, I love that. And I and, and if you're if you're not a list person, we still love you and it's okay. I'm a list person too, only because I am a mom and business owner and have a lot of things going. And if I don't have a list, I forget. Um, but if you're not a list person, it even makes the goal paperwork even more important because what we've done in that paperwork that your master coach team did is we've allowed you to be able to come back to what are the most important things. And you'll see that in your smart goal where it breaks down, like what obstacles to expect. And then really like, just if it's not about all the things and checking all 10 or 20 of the boxes, really thinking about what's one thing that I can do today that will move my health forward. So I really want to give the non-list people who maybe aren't quite as organized because there's so many different personality types that there is hope for you. Um, And you can get that dopamine rush and that reward system that Kristen's speaking about just by focusing on one thing that you do every day. So Kristen, why is that important to like the dopamine and really activating that reward center? What makes that important really? Well, our brains are, they're always seeking pleasure. So seeking pleasure is part of that reward. Like getting that check, that list checked off 
activates the reward center of your, of your brain and it gives you that dopamine hit. And if it helps you feel good. And when you celebrate these small things, that's what our topic is, micro wins, you know, the small things you do every day that are going to lead you to the bigger goal. Mm-hmm it helps you feel good more often, right? So like all those 20 things I got on my list, they're super small, but darn it, if I don't put them on there and feel good every time I check it off. Yeah, I love it. And so back to the, like how to determine like when it's not working, I hope that that makes sense that we've explained that well. You don't know whether it's working or not working unless you have some form of data collection. And that data collection comes in a lot of ways. And Kristen, when we were prepping for this call, we were like, how much data, how much data does a person need? Because if 67% of people give up by January 15th, 15 days, like what is what does that mean? Is that enough data to even decide that it's working or not working? No. And so when you asked me that question, I thought, well, how long did it take you to get to the point where you knew you wanted something different, whether you're one of our paid clients and you're on one of our programs, or you're just working on your nutrition on your own and you come here for the support. How long did it take you to get there? It certainly probably wasn't 15 days, right? So you want more. And I think Al, you came up with a really good idea, like 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, right? 90 days to build a really strong, healthy habit. So I think 90 days is a really good number. Yeah. And I love that you said that because, you know, type in the chat, like what the memes or what the people say about how long it takes to instill a habit. Does everybody know that? Like when people say it takes this long to instill a new habit, keep going. And I think they use, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait for the chat. Yeah. 21 days, 60 days. So this is the real skinny on that. And your master coach team, we study this stuff. We study this. We pay money to study this and to sit at the tables with people who this is their job and their PhDs, not the PhDs make people smart, but sometimes, sometimes it does. Right. So Really, it takes a lot of days. It's something like an average habit is 21 days to like 290 days. But this is the thing. I saw this study that said, yeah, but tying your shoes and brushing your teeth is like the 21 day habit. Quitting smoking is like the 290 day habit. So if we think or we expect and we come into weight loss and health and feeling better, if we come into it thinking that 21 days, we're going to have this down. Can we love ourselves a little more and give ourselves a little bit more grace and time that it's probably going to take a lot longer. Wouldn't you say that Kristen? Absolutely. Yeah. 21 days is great for those small tasks. Maybe tying your shoes. Yeah. Right. But like creating a habit of eating better, of reaching for more water, of getting 10,000 steps a day. I don't know. What's a habit that you guys want to break or hoping to break? Type that in the chat. Well, another thing that makes me think of too, is like you said, like the tying the shoes, that's not something that we did before. We weren't unlearning something else. Right. This part, we're unlearning unhealthy behaviors. We're changing that. So it's going to take longer. 
Oh, right. Say that again. And back to what Kristen started this call with that our brain, our primal brain, you know, 10,000 years ago was designed to do three things. Keep us safe. Keep us comfortable. Um, Help me out, Kelsey. Can we, give me all the three things. Um, it's designed to keep you on the couch. Mm-hmm. And so if we can start expecting that at day 15, our brain, of course, is going to tell us, hey, you should stop. This ain't working anyway. That, of course, it's going to tell us that because it wants to conserve energy. I love it. Kelsey's helping me. Comfortable, seek pleasure, and conserve energy. Right? And so what Kristen's saying is that most of our habits in our adult life, we're actually unlearning and relearning, and it's going to take a lot of time. I've been health coaching for 10 years, and I still fall back into all sorts of fun stuff where I'm like, oh, hey, okay, we're not done there yet, right? So- Kristen, what would you say to someone who's on our program, who is losing 10 pounds a month and like, let's say maybe they have a 30 pound goal. What are some daily activities that they could track to just kind of gauge some of their data, not their metrics necessarily, but just their data? What would be, what's something they could track? Their water intake every day. Are they eating their five fuelings every day? Like you said, if they're on our program um, and they're on the five and one and then they're lean and green, are they measuring with a scale their protein and veggies? That makes such a huge difference. Yeah. And what other components of our full program might be important for someone to track? It's like their sleep, their movement, their mood, energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's two types of things to track. There's, there's you guys who are on the five and one who are losing the 10 pounds a month. And you want to make sure that you're actually like, if, and when your brain tells you this isn't working, that you can go back and look at what Kristen's saying. I'm weighing my leaning protein. I'm weighing my vegetables. I'm getting in all my water. I'm getting my sleep. I'm coming to the coaching calls. Like what else Kristen might someone want or need to really navigate that they're, they're getting everything. Like, are you talking about where the, the life book? Yeah, yes, life, life, life book, book. all the stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the life book. <laughs> you have yeah. to have a life book. That life book is so incredible and it just really helps you. It does help you celebrate the micro wins too, even if you're not a, a list person. Like, right. like I said, there's tons of people, but writing in that life book <clears throat> consistently will help you throughout the long run. And plus, let me tell you, when you hit your goal weight and you go back and you look at where you started in that life book, it's, it's so much fun. So Kristen, remind everyone how much weight you've lost. Well, I lost 55 pounds on program. And then I lost another five after I stopped because I incorporated um, regular exercise every day. Yeah. Yeah. So you lost fit. You said 55 in phase one and now you're in phase three and Mm -hmm. still still losing because you're incorporating more of the macro habits so that's amazing so some some back to like tracking and analyzing your data the things you want to analyze of course whether you're um on our program or not on our program is what's going in right your water your lean and green you're moving your sleep am i coming to the coaching calls am i getting my thoughts on paper am i utilizing the life book 
And then also there's some other things that you can track over time because sometimes it might be working, but the scale might be telling you that it's not. And so there are several metrics that if you're following all of the daily activities and and the lean and green and following the formula, so to speak, and your metrics aren't adding up, that's something that your coach or your community is going to help you with. So Kristen, help me here and you guys help me in the chat. What are some metrics or non-scale victories that you look for if and when your brain tells you it's not working or if you hop on the scale and you're not noticing the scale go down, right? Stuff like, how are your clothes fitting, right? How do you feel? Can we talk about that? How do you freaking feel? I don't know about y'all, but when I go to the gym, like I'm supposed to, my body just feels tighter. And it's not even possible that it is tighter, right? Because it's like I, you work out and then I can, I can go and I've noticed this about myself and I just give myself a big fat hug when I notice it. I might go to the gym and I'll look in the mirror and I'm like, oh God, girl, you're getting so soft and so old. And then I do my workout. Nothing has changed. And I'm like, damn girl, you looking good. Like literally nothing has happened. And this happened to me this morning. I'm there. It's five in the morning. I'm like, why, why do I do this? And then 45 minutes later, I'm like, those legs look good, girl. So what ways are you guys choosing to love yourself? Kristen, what metrics do you look at? Maybe when the scale isn't giving you the love that you are in expect and feel entitled to. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good one. Feel entitled to, cause that's true. And for women in particular, sometimes that scale is not going to move. And we all know exactly when that is. And that's when you need to look at the other things. You need to look at your energy. How are your clothes fitting? What's your mood? How's your sleep? For me, I know I'm doing good when I'm sleeping good. Because before program, I was an awful sleeper. It would take me forever to fall asleep. The littlest thing would wake me up. I'd lay in bed awake forever. And I know that's because I had so much crud that I was feeding my body and it was just not good. But now I sleep like a baby. I sleep so well. So when that my, when my body is sleeping, I know I'm doing something right. Yeah. I love that. And it doesn't mean that you sleep well all the time forever and ever. Amen. Right. It means that sometimes I don't, I'm at a point in my life that if I have a glass of red wine, which is totally healthy and fine, I notice it in my sleep. And I don't know that I would have ever noticed that before when I wasn't sleeping as well. But now I know and expect my sleep is really, is really good. But if I have a glass of red wine, it throws everything off. So now I'm in this point of not doing that anymore because it really wrecks my sleep. But um, another, another thing to check out is like inches. Like, I, I don't know if we brought that one up yet, but sometimes you can be losing inches and not even like notice on the scale. And then I also saw someone typed in the chat pictures. You will be, inc- it's, it's incredible what happens just in a few days of drinking 80 to hundred ounces of water and eating low glycemic foods. It's incredible the bloat that goes away, especially if pre-program or pre, um, 
you know, working with our community, maybe you drank a lot of alcohol or had a lot of sugar or a lot of carbohydrates. Those things are meant to bloat your body because inside metabolically, there's a lot happening under the surface. And when a lot's happening under the surface, it creates bloat. And it's just a side effect of that. But if you're following a, you know, a low glycemic program or low carb program, like one of our paid for programs, you're going to notice significant changes, but it might not be on the scale. Did you ever notice that yourself, Kristen? Yes. Funny story about that. I think my first before and after that I actually put side by side, I sent it to my coaches and that was when I decided that I wanted to coach. When I saw that, I was like, whoa, like I had been doing the work. I knew it worked. I, the, the scale was down a bit, but I didn't see it until I saw those photos. And I was like, whoa, needs this. Yeah. And you know, over COVID blink, I don't know, maybe you guys are perfect, but over COVID, um, I got myself in a situation where I gained some weight. I gained like 15 pounds and I went on a program, hello, resources and community. And, um, I lost the weight, but the first couple weeks, like nothing was happening on the scale. And I coached myself, like, what would I tell a client? What would I say to someone? And I came back to this and I'm like, I would tell them to take pictures. And I took pictures and put them side by side. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like I've been beating myself up about this stupid scale, but the pictures were crazy. It looked like I'd lost 30 pounds between the two pictures but the scale did not show any, like I'm talking zero weight loss. And those pictures are somewhere in our community. I can go find those later and it'll bump up to the top and you'll be surprised at like what the lies your brain tells you. And I wanted to stop. And then also I coach and teach this. This is my livelihood. And I'm like, this doesn't work. Like it just was a spiral, but the pictures is what really brought me back to the light and uh, renewed my faith in our amazing offer. So yeah, Kristen, any, anything to add before we hop off? We talked about the importance of getting your goals on paper. If you haven't done that, there's still time. It doesn't have to be a January one thing. Um, there's plenty of time to get those down and sent, sent over. Um, and then the other thing is, is like really putting a timeline on it. Like how much time does your brain think is reasonable? What do you feel entitled to, or what are you expecting? Because if you're expecting to lose 50 pounds in three months and that doesn't happen, what's what is your brain going to tell you? So really getting clear with your coach on that. Um, and then coming back to your data regularly. And then also Kristen, the habit tracker and the journal prompts. We didn't talk about that yet. Do you want to talk about that? Or would you like me to? You go for it. The only thing I wanted to add um, is as far as when we celebrate those small micro wins, another great place to do that. If you don't have, you know, a lot of people in your support system at your house, support is all over the place in our community page, both of our community pages. Pop your micro wins over there and get celebrated the, the heck out of, we will all celebrate the heck out of you. Yeah. Yeah. We love it. We like the small stuff. The small stuff is even more fun because 
you know, losing 50 pounds is great, but I really want to highlight what Kristen said. She lost 55 pounds in phase one of our program, but then she promptly moved through phase two into phase three. And what we see when people gain weight back, it's because they do phase one, they leave the community, they quit doing the work, they quit checking in with their coach, and they fail to move into phase two, into phase three, and then even consider phase four. And if that's not making sense, you can connect with your coach, or you can even look in your app, and our app shows you the different phases of the program. But it's not enough to lose 50 pounds. It's really about moving beyond the scale. And so congratulations, Kristen, for doing that. For those of you who would like um, a PDF, there's two in the chat, and then there's two in our free community and in our pay community. The first one I want to draw your attention to is getting your goals on paper. It's a lot of paper. And I know this, I love paper, but Kaylee, I've, I've called on her a couple of times. She doesn't love paper and checklist. And she's because we're friends and we coach together, she's like, I don't like that. And I'm like, you don't? I thought everyone did. If it totally freaks you out, don't do it. Just connect with your coach and think about some way that you can get your goals on paper. I don't want to stop you because of paper, right? Um, so being very clear on your goals. And then the second thing is, is we have a habit tracker and a journal prompt that once you figure out your goals and what those metrics are going to be, you can use one of the PDFs to track those, especially if you're an Enneagram one like Kristen. Aren't you a one or are you a three? I don't even know. I took that a long time ago and I don't even remember. So whatever. She's either a one or a three. They're high achieving. They pay attention to details. I am not detail oriented. But um, so regardless, you can use that each day. Uh, to check it off, or you can make something in your phone, but these tools are available to you just to make it super simple. And they're here to serve you. And again, just a quick plug, if there's someone in your world who you think could benefit from our community, this is a free community. It's free coaching. Please let your coach know, or just go ahead and add them into our free community. Um, and if you're not in there, connect with your coach. We don't want a bunch of people in the paid community because that's super special for our paid clients, right? And we want to preserve or reserve that. Um, but connect with your coach and they can help you with that. Or you can follow the link um, that we have embedded in there. And the, the plug for that is that life is easier and selfishly more simple for you long-term when you have healthy friends around you. There's a reason I became a health coach to stay healthy, right? All right. You guys have an amazing week. I'm proud of all of you guys. And we'll talk, talk with you guys next week. Bye guys. Thanks, Kristen. You're the best. Welcome. Bye.